You're listening to the Word of Hope, sermons preached at Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Today's sermon is preached by Pastor Brian Wolfmuller. In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear saints, uh, it's really fitting that the Advent, season of Advent, begins with the Feast of St. Andrews. It's always, and, and I still we didn't figure this out today, if it's a chicken or egg kind of question, that Advent is always begins on the Sunday that's closest to St. Andrew's Day. Now, I don't know if that's the logic or if it just works out that way every time, but it's really quite nice because one of the major themes of Advent is the preaching of John the Baptist, and Andrew was an apostle of John. We heard about it in the Gospel lesson. That Andrew and the other disciples were there when John was at the river baptizing, preaching. Uh, and, he, and John points to Jesus and says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And Andrew leaves everything. He leaves John and goes and follows Jesus. It's quite a stunning text. And it's full of comfort for us. In fact, as we think about St. Andrew's, and we want to think about St. Andrew with the outline that our Lutheran fathers teach us to uh, honor and how we ought to meditate rightly on the saints. There's a threefold honor, writes Philip Melanchthon in the Augsburg Confession. There's a threefold honor that we give to the saints, and it is this. First, thanksgiving. Especially that we thank God for all of the gifts that He gave to our fathers and our mothers in the faith. So we look at St. Andrew and we see the Lord's mercy and we give thanks to God. The second honor to the saints is the strengthening of our faith. And this occurs especially as the saints do their work. As David prays the Psalms, it strengthens our faith because it teaches us also how to pray, to confess God's name and to trust in His mercy. When Moses does his work of Mosesing, <laughs> it strengthens our faith because we have the law. And we can meditate on the Lord's work. We have the, the temple and the worship of the Old Testament instituted. And we can see in that the way the Lord works. When Peter and Paul, when they do their work, our faith is strengthened because we hear their words and their, and their teaching and we rejoice in it. And that is also going to be true for St. Andrew. And the third honor, so thanksgiving and strengthening faith, and the third honor is imitation. That we imitate them especially in their office. We imitate, for example, David would be the one to imitate for a faithful ruler. Or we see Joseph and Mary and imitate them as faithful and godly parents. And St. Andrew is for our example as preachers and especially as Christians. So we'll consider St. Andrew's under these three topics. First, thanksgiving. When when John preaches about Jesus, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, and he points his disciples, Andrew drops everything with another disciple and goes immediately to Jesus and, and starts following him. The text says Jesus saw him behind him and he turned around and he says, what are you looking for? What are you doing hanging around? What do you, what do you want? And Andrew says to Jesus, where are you staying? In other words, I'm coming with you. <laughs> and here's where the astonishing point is for us to consider. Is that Jesus doesn't say to Andrew, depart from me, wicked man. I know your sins. I know your thoughts. I know your deeds. You're not worthy to come after me. Go back to John. No. 
Jesus says to Andrew, Come and see. Stick with me. Follow me. You can be my disciple. Now, this is absolutely wonderful. Because, and I don't know how it is that the devil would assault you, uh, but the devil, I think, is always coming to the Lord's people and saying, you're not worthy. You're not worthy to be in the company of Jesus. You're not worthy to be His disciple. You're not worthy to have His name. Look at you and your sin. And you know your sin better than anybody. How dare you come and lay claim to this man, Jesus. But Jesus did not come to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through Him. He says to you just what He says to Andrew, come and see. You stick with me. Follow me. Jesus is pleased not only to be Andrew's Savior, but also to be his friend. And, dear saints, the same is true for you. When Jesus baptized you, he's saying, I'm pleased to have you as my own. When he feeds you his body and his blood, he says, I love you. And we thank God for that when we see it with St. Andrew. Second, Andrew strengthens our faith. We have, especially in the Gospel text, two confessions of St. Andrew. John first preaches about Jesus, Behold the Lamb of God. But Andrew follows after him, and he first addresses Jesus, and he calls them Rabbi, Teacher, Preacher, the one who's trustworthy, the one who is worthy to listen to, the one who speaks the truth. Andrew teaches us about Jesus, that He is the true uh, the one who delivers truth. In fact, He is the way and the truth and the life. And then, and then Andrew goes to his brother, Peter, and he says, we've found the Messiah, the Christ, the Anointed One, the Promised One, the One we've been waiting for, the One that that Moses and David and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Noah and, and Adam and Eve and Isaiah and Ezekiel and Daniel all promised He's here. I found Him. Now again, this is wonderful for us because the devil is always coming to us, tempting us to false belief along with our despair and other great shame and vice. And he, and he attacks our confession of Christ. But St. Andrew stands there with his confession to beat back the devil. And he says, no, dear friends, this Jesus, He is the teacher of truth. He is the promised Messiah. He is the Savior. And there's more from St. Andrew. Uh, Pastor Flammy especially, he, was, he had my book, Fox's Book of Martyrs today, and has the secret uh, counsel of this about what happened when St. Andrew died. It's really quite an incredible story. And, and Pastor Flammy has some other secret knowledge about St. Andrew too. I don't know where he got it, but I'll tell you what it is. But Fox's Book of Martyrs tells about the death and martyrdom of Andrew. He was there in Greece and he was preaching. And a bunch of people were believing in Jesus. And so the proconsul came to town and he, he basically was going to uh, kill them all. And Andrew went up to him and he said, uh, you who would be a judge of men must first of all know that God is your judge. 
which made this guy, Aegeus, particularly angry. So he called Andrew to repentance and threatened to crucify him and figured that the threat of crucifixion would put Andrew off of his steadfastness. But then, but then Andrew says this, I would not have preached the honor and glory of the cross if I had feared the death of the cross. Which made the proconsul even more angry. So they started driving Andrew to the place where the crucifixion was. And then, and then listen to this. This is amazing. Andrew, going toward the place and seeing afar off the cross prepared, did change neither countenance nor color, neither, neither did his blood shrink, neither did he fail in his speech. His body fainted not, neither was his mind molested, nor did his understanding fail him as is the manner of men to do. But out of the abundance of his heart and his mouth he did speak, and fervent charity did appear in his words as kindled sparks. And he said this, ready? O cross, most welcome and long looked for, with a willing mind, joyfully and desirously I have come to Thee, being the student of Him which did hang on Thee, because I have always been Thy lover and have coveted to embrace Thee. So St. Andrew goes to the instrument of torture and hugs the cross because he knows that through the cross Jesus has delivered him from all of his sins. That's a stunning Stunning example and preaching for us. Now, uh, Pastor Flammy's secret counsel is this. Apparently, when St. Andrew was hanging on the cross for three or four days, his, the Christians who were converted would come and they would gather around him and Andrew would preach to them. He would preach sermons from the pulpit of the cross as he hung suspended above the air. It's amazing. And at one point, apparently, the disciple, his disciples and the Christians said, Andrew, we can take you down from there. We can rescue you. We can deliver you so you could sneak you away so you can live and not die. And he says, no, we have to suffer uh, ourselves to be obedient to the government. We have to take what they give to us. But look, they're giving to me the same joy that they gave to Jesus. <laughs> now, this has to do with the third thing. And that is that the saints are put before us to imitate. This is certainly true for Andrew. First, we imitate Andrew in this. We notice that immediately when John preached Jesus, Andrew leaves John and goes straight to follow the Lord. Now, we know that not all of John's disciples left him. In fact, you remember that it was a few months later when John was in prison and his disciples were still around them and he sent them as a delegation to go and hear from Jesus. In fact, probably most of John's disciples stayed with John, but not Andrew. The word of Jesus, the preaching of John about Christ is all that it took. And he dropped everything and he left it. He left it all and he followed him. It is, I think, to think in our own imaginations what it was like for Andrew to be there with John. I mean, this would not have been an easy calling. It would have taken commitment to go and be one of John's disciples. I mean, you know the food that John ate? Locusts with honey? That he wore the rough clothes? That he was out in the wilderness? He was preaching a harsh sermon of repentance? Oh, brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? John's person and work was rough, and yet Andrew was right there. 
And no doubt Andrew would have loved John, delighted in John the Baptist, been, been proud to be one of his disciples. But as soon as John says, there's Jesus, Andrew is ready to leave it whole. And this is his example for us. We're always tempted by the devil to cling to the things of this world, to love the, the things that we have, even to love our life. But when the word comes, when the call comes, we now, like Andrew, are ready to leave it all for Christ. To let it all go for the sake of knowing Jesus and Him crucified. And then there's this. Andrew knows that Jesus, that it is, a, it is not enough only for him to have the joy of knowing Christ. But he also is going to bring his family with him. He goes and he stays with Jesus. And then the next day, he goes and he finds his brother, Peter. And says to Peter, we've found the Messiah. Come and see. This is for all of us, dear saints, a beautiful example. That we know that it is not enough just for us to know Christ and the mercy and kindness that He brings to us, but that all of those that we love, our family, our friends, our neighbors, ought to know His name, ought to rejoice in His baptism, ought to delight in His love, ought to have the hope, the solid, unwavering hope of the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting which comes after the forgiveness of sins. And so we pray for the Holy Spirit that we would begin to imitate Andrew in his love, in his love for the Lord's Word, in his love for his family, and in his love for Jesus. And even as we begin to follow after Andrew, we rejoice that Andrew has the same gifts that we do. Andrew was baptized like you. Andrew heard the Gospel like you. Andrew feasted on the body of blood of Jesus like you. So we consider Andrew our brother because we have the same Jesus and Lord. And as we begin to follow in the, in the steps of the saints, we rejoice that Jesus forgives us and keeps us all the while. And this is our joy and this is our peace while we wait for the resurrection and the joy of life everlasting. Amen. A blessed St. Andrew's Day. Amen. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Word of Hope. We hope your time with us was one of joy and peace in hearing the Lord's Word and kindness. If you have questions about anything you heard on today's broadcast, please don't hesitate to contact us at office at hope-aurora.org or call the office at 303-364-7416. For more information about our congregation, for locations, service time, and schedule, please visit our website at www.hope-aurora.org. Thank you for listening to the Word of Hope.